Hi, I'm Ben Richardson, and you're listening to the Karate Podcast, where we talk about karate, the competitive sport of Kumite, and the warrior's journey. Brought to you in association with Kumite Coach, the world's first progressive online high-definition coaching platform, created by coaches and fighters for coaches, fighters, and students of karate. Join KumiteCoach.com today and take your karate to the next level. Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of the Kumite Coach podcast. I'm Ben Richardson. I'm really excited today to have um, Alan Campbell-sensei, seventh Dan, and he is the head of JKS England, which is part of the Japan Karate Shoto Federation uh, headquarters in Tokyo, Japan and headed up by Shihan Masao Kagawa, um, who is also the WKF's technical director. So it's a real pleasure to have uh, Alan Sensei here with us today. Um, he's been a former competitor, and um, as I've just described, he is well into his karate and, um, and uh, captaining the ship of the JKS in England <laughs> as we speak. So uh, Alan Sensei, thanks very much for being here. No problem, my pleasure. Um, I'd just like to start off um, with a little bit about your, your story, really. What are the events that led you into karate initially? Yeah, um, well, I'm a very old man, so uh, my, my uh, start in karate goes back quite a long time. Um, many people will probably not remember the 70s, uh, distant memories. But uh, that, that, that was the typical days of, of Bruce Lee and in the cinemas, um, sort of that uh, inspiring the, 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 the nations to get involved in martial arts. Uh, so it was about 1977 when I first uh, got involved in, in, in karate and through that kind of that feeling of uh, wanting to do something um, exciting. Um, I'd been playing uh, football uh, quite well, to be fair, um, for, for well, since I was since I was a tiny kid. Um, and uh, I, I, I was I, 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 would, I, I was playing football in a field um, and I, I saw what looked like hundreds of people in, in the uh, in this open football field, uh, and they were all in pajamas, you know, and they were uh, being drilled up and down uh, by this Japanese uh, man in front, speaking obviously Japanese, and I had no clue what was going on. Um, but I thought I, I I thought that was kung fu. I thought that was Bruce Lee. I thought it was, you know it's martial arts. I didn't know any difference. But it was really interesting and really kind of captivated and the football got put to one side and, um, you know, just kind of like looking and seeing uh, what was going on. And uh, it was all very military and regimented. Um, and although I'd carried on playing football after that, that, that kind of stayed with me as well. And, um, and I, I, I wanted to, to join that, that uh, club. But you, you, you had to be a certain age, and I didn't fit that. So um, I carried on playing football. Um, 
and then when my brother and his friends joined the the karate club which was the own well sorry not the only martial arts club there was um there was a judo club and a very small aikido club as well but there was only one karate club and, and if you wanted to do karate or any martial art that resembled you know a striking art then and that that was the place that you joined uh so they they joined um and that was in about 1976 no 77 it would have been and then um uh i was training with my brother or he was training on me should i say so he was giving the instructions after he'd come home from training and he'd uh, put me in a posture or or, or say, you, you come and do this to me, punch me or, or kick me and show me how to do it. And then he just whacked me and um, hit, just hit me really hard. And um, I, I just thought it was great. It was really fascinating, really interesting. And then the second that uh, I could, I, I joined the club in uh, the beginning of 1978. Yeah. When I was born. <laughs> Really? <laughs> I told you. I told you it was a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Fantastic. And, you know, there's, uh, according to Google, there's 100 million people in the world practice karate um, at the present time. I'm sure, I'm sure there's a few more than that as well. Mm. Um, and lo lots of people start karate. You know, I mean, I, I run my own club. You yourself run, run a club. And now uh, we see people come and go all the time. Um, so was there, a, was there sort of a point where you thought, right, this is, this is serious now. I need to like invest myself a bit more and more in this. Yeah. Um, well, it, it was again, related to playing football. Um, I, I was really good at football, but I wasn't, um, I wasn't as disciplined as I, as I, as I should have been. And I did it, I was doing a few things that I, I kind of shouldn't have been doing, you know, it, uh, you know, like lots of young people, but at the age of, sort of 13, 14, 15, <clears throat> you're, st you're starting to find a path in, in, in life. You're starting to find out who you are and where you're going. Um, and I didn't think I was doing particularly well in my direction with, uh, with it wasn't football's fault, it's just that, I needed something that was more disciplined. And um, I, I decided that um, after getting into some problems, some things I'll not go into, but um, basically being a bit of a bad lad, um, I, I, I felt that, that, that karate was something at that point that could take me away from the path that I was on. And there was no way that uh, some of the things that I was doing in my life uh, sat well with the karate lifestyle or the karate lifestyle that I, that I perceived it to be. Um, so at the age of about, I guess about 15, I, I, did, I, I made that decision that, that I was going to be really serious about, about karate and that meant that I would stop playing football and I would only do karate. So then that became, karate just became everything to me then. Mm -hmm. Great. And what took you from, because again, having an academy, you know, we find ourselves surrounded by real passionate uh, people who are passionate about karate. 
but they they don't take that next step into it's a profession as well as something you love doing and you've done that um was there a, a moment where that like clicked for you or you kind of pushed in that direction uh kind of pushed really um i, I was a, a child of the the thatcher era um and i my my trade um when i left school was a, a joiner so the, the building trade was was where i was um sort of working in um but the, the, it really was very difficult at, at that time and there was a few other things going on uh, in my life and um i i, I kind of needed to go and find work i needed to to travel to to live um and it was actually funnily enough um uh i was working on a roof uh putting a roof on a hotel and um uh th th this was because i'd been given a job by a friend of mine um who who had a, a he was a subcontractor to uh, to, to um uh, building um, firms and um he, he got me down in, it was actually in a place called Matlock, a beautiful place. And um, so I, I was, um, I was working on a roof there and there was a chap that I was working with, uh, whose name was Nick and he was a skydiver. Right. And, uh, he, he, he was, he was work, we were working, it was, it was, it was winter time and, uh, it was just horrible. It was, we were up on a roof and it was snowing and it was raining. And it was doing all the things that you hate weather-wise. Um, and the, the, this chap, Nick, uh, was, was great, great fun. And he, he um, was only doing this work so that he could get enough money to go to California to um, continue with his skydiving, to get a skydiving ticket so that he could teach skydiving in, in America. And um, I was moaning really really bemoaning the weather and the job he said look what is it that you really want to do and i said well it's there's not really that much that i'm sort of good at and there's only one thing i really like and that's karate and he said we'll do that then so i said you can't just do that he said yes you can he said he says, when, I, when, I, when I'm in California, he said, there's, there's, uh, there's karate schools everywhere. He said, it's really popular. He said, just, just set up a school. I said, no, I don't know about that. And I just kept on moaning for a little while longer. And he said, look, Alan, <clears throat> there's, you, you've, you've got two options. One is do it, two is don't do it. And if you're going to just, keep on moaning and moaning about it and put all your energies into being negative then just forget about it and just carry on with what you're doing he said but trust me if you want to do it you can do it and he's, he's this is this is a yorkshire boy you know he wasn't american he was he was pro proper proper yorkshire boy um and uh I, that all that stuck with me that um stop moaning about your life and do something about it. So that's the kind of, that, that was one of the pushes, that was one of the initial pushes um, and certainly something that stayed with me 
when I ended up making the, a, a decision to start teaching sort of semi-professionally and then moving into teaching professionally full-time. Fantastic. Uh, so someone told me to stop mourning. So. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's amazing you found someone like that, though, because um, I think those people can be quite rare. Yeah, know, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. He, he was great fun. He was a great person to be around. Very, very positive. And he knew what he wanted out of life. He knew what he was going to do. And he couldn't be doing with being surrounded by people <laughs> that didn't have the gumption to get up and get on. <laughs> Excellent. That was fantastic. Um, okay, so um, before we move further in that, what what time period was it when you were because you, you were a competitor? So what what got you into that, and was it before this big decision, or was it during or after? Uh, no, I, I I was a competitor, um, and it was very much the the showboy pond, uh, the, the the old style. Um, uh, competitive karate um, and I that it was before um, we our club up in Scotland in Vanessa in Scotland we we got out and about and we we competed and um, I, I was uh, that was in the 80s and uh, into the 90s uh, I was lucky enough to go to Dubai in 1990 for the the other JKA World Championships. Um, if anyone knows about the, the sort of history of the JKA and, and, and the split and all the political upheaval that caused, um, there was a, a, a championships in, in, in Sunderland in 1990, and then there was another one in um, the, the end of 1990 in Dubai. Um, and also in um, South Africa in 1993, um, another JK World Championships and and a couple of European Championships. Um, but competitive karate was was part of a whole thing for me. It wasn't I wasn't a competitor because I wanted to to, to win medals. I wanted to compete because I wanted to challenge myself. Um, and other people said that. We should all challenge ourselves as, as as a group, and that that's what we did. We kind of went into battle, really. Is is, is how we did it, I guess. Yeah, brilliant. Hmm. And um, so as you've uh, you obviously didn't get to a seventh dan through luck. Um, so a lot of hard work's gone in there, but I know myself that you know to get to a to the level you've got to, you, you need guidance could you tell us a little bit about the some of the main influences you've had uh, in your karate career yeah um <clears throat> well I, there, there, there's some names that will probably not mean anything to anybody um but um this uh, the, the the japanese influence the 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 gentleman that i mentioned uh on, on the football field when I was a kid, and he had control over these. Uh, there would have been a hundred people yeah, training at that, that time in the football field. Um, that, that that instructor was uh, Mr. Kato, uh, Sadashika Kato, who sadly just uh, a couple of months uh, since has passed away. 
Um, but he, he was a tremendous influence um, all, all through uh, my, my karate career. Um, he, he was a great innovator, um, a very open in, in instructor. Um, he, he, would, he, he would come back, he would go to Japan, come back from Japan and, sit and tell us all about this new way of training, so kumite training, uh, sort of the old days of wuko, and he'd, he'd be going to be watching the Japanese national team, and he'd come home with these, uh, well, come back to the UK with these uh, sort of different training methods, and he was very keen for us to explore all, all, all avenues. Um, fantastic kata uh, man. Uh, his knowledge of kata bunkai application was I, I just think second to none. I don't think anyone could match him. Um, but he, he was open to everything and was, was a giver. He, he would always want you to be learning um, and want you to improve. He never, he never kept any secrets. He just uh, everything he knew, he would try and give to you. Um, so as, as a, a, a Japanese instructor all through my sort of early years, and even when I parted company with him, I, I still referred to him. He gave me so much, um, so much material, if you want, uh, to, to put, you know, put in the bank that um, e even right up to present day, I teach things, uh, now maybe variations of things, uh, but drills that he taught w w way back when. He taught so many things. Um, and then, well, staying on the Japanese connection would be definitely uh, Kagawa Shihan. Um, I first came across him, like physically, back in about 89, 90. Um, and he was just jaw-droppingly good. Um, we'd seen sort of videos, uh, sort of things, um, clips that you would ever get a hold of before the before the days of the internet um, of him competing and he just looked like everything that you ever wanted to be um, and then he also did kata which was just you know sublime to watch um, so he, he, he definitely kind of kept that kept that Japanese line going for me and I always I always like people that that have the two two sides to them is, is one is is to be extremely fierce um, in your training and extremely fierce when you're competing but also to be a gentleman and uh, to me one without the other is no good yeah. and he he really symbolized that for me um, because no matter how hard he would push you in training or how fierce he would compete he was always a gentleman um alongside it and that that meant a lot to me um and there's 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 a couple of other people but um there's there's a gentleman that his name was brian wood um he was a very uh senior member of our organization and very close to uh to, to kato sensei um he'd, he'd come up sort of training along with uh, people like dave hazard um he was of that sort of ilk um, but I, I learned an awful lot from Brian. He was an ex-gymnast and um, he was one of the best kickers that I ever 
ever saw. And that was something that always fascinated me, was kicking someone in the head. You know, without them going on their hands and knees, how do you get your foot out there and kick someone <clears throat> in the side of the head? And people like Kato Sensei could do it um, without warming up, just straight in and do it. People like Brian Woods had that ability. Um, Kagawa Shihan, I guess, so that's, that, you know, there's a sort of a theme going on. But um, uh, Brian Woods was, was so technically able, um, was really tough as nails um, and uh, a real gentleman and would teach you in the dojo, out of the dojo, you know, you could be in a car park, you could be in, 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 in Kato Sensei's kitchen, you're all ready for bed, you're all just, you know, in your underwear. <laughs> and, and he's, right, let's do this, let's do that, right, you, you kick me here, you do this, I'll show you. And it was just fantastic, he was a, he was a, real, a real gem. Um, again, someone that's sadly no longer uh, with us. Um, but um, yeah, um, and I think like, also I think inspiration comes from, from people that you continue to meet as well. Um, there's lots and lots of people that I, I take inspiration from. Um, and you know, I didn't, you don't necessarily have to be brought up with someone um, to, to understand, but all like the seniors that we have in the JKS, I, I have so much respect for them all, for everything that they've, they've achieved, everything they've gone through. Um, and I actually take influence from from them as much as I do from people and from like historically from my past. That's awesome. Um, could you tell us uh, maybe a little bit about any unexpected moments you've had uh, training alongside people that that might have challenged your own understanding of karate or challenged your understanding of how good you were at karate? Have you got any, any recollections where you, you've had that lightning bolt? Lightning bolt, oh dear. Um, there's lots of occasions when people hit me <laughs> um, and, I, <laughs> and I couldn't figure out <laughs> why they were hitting me and it, hitting me so hard. Um, but uh, I mean, there was, we, we, used to, we used to go on these uh, brown and black belt courses um, and we had guests uh, would would come and train, um, and there was there was a gentleman. He was from Liverpool, um, big guy, and he was he was really brutal. Um, he, you know, he was just like a, a man mountain. And I, I, when I was partnering with him, and he was like hurting me really badly. Like I, I couldn't block him. I felt like my arms were breaking in two and he was just coming straight through me um, and I, I was what the mist well what I was told uh, on, on the evening of, of when that tra training had finished I was taken aside um, by uh, Brian Woods and I was told to stop trying to match him uh, like for like so I was trying to be as strong, I was trying to stand up to him and be as strong as he was. And Brian showed me how to move in a much more relaxed manner, 
and you know to to to, to negate his his strength and there's you don't have to match someone you just have to beat someone um so the next day um we were doing similar types of things uh, on the course and i partnered again with him um for a period of time and it went an awful lot better because i'd listened to what i'd been told um and i i put into practice sort of almost aikido style using someone else's energy against them but um i think when you see uh people like asai sensei who if you ever saw him in, in the flesh particularly if he wasn't in a gi you wouldn't think twice you just walk by him and you just wouldn't think twice about him but when you saw him with people it didn't matter who they were big tall small he hurt people and he hurt people not by trying to be the same as them he was completely different to them so when someone was 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 um uh, extremely strong and extremely uh, muscular then he was extremely soft and extremely sort of whip like and and he he would go down he would go under he would rotate he would do he would do everything to sort of melt around uh, the other person and then hit them really really hard a lot yeah uh, yeah there's a there's a video on uh, YouTube, I think, of Asai Sensei sparring with Kanazawa Sensei, and I think Nakayama's mm -hmm. yeah. refereeing and, and the stylistic differences. Oh yeah, yeah. even back got, then, you got Kanazawa's yeah. very direct, very strong, like you're saying, and uh, Asai is like leaping around and ducking and twirling and almost bird-like in in like his yeah, mood, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, the 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 kung fu influence, really, I suppose, from his uh, his days in Taiwan, and uh, yeah, um, there was someone that told me uh, that when he was pulled out for a demonstration, and uh, Asai Sensei was was hitting him in different parts of his body, he said it was literally like someone had a red hot poker and was like stabbing him yeah. in his in each part of his body, in his chest, in his stomach. And he, he would never hit, or, or not never, but like hit, hitting the same place twice didn't have much appeal to Asai Sensei. He was, he was very much about, you know, if you, hit, if you hit to the face, then you should be hitting to the stomach. If you hit to the stomach, you should hit to the groin. You know, you should attack different places, not the same place all the time. Yeah. And that, 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 that's something I, I like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what, what would be the biggest challenges you faced, um, as a karateka? Uh, well, I mean, there's the obvious things like injury, um, uh, anterior cruciate, cruciate ligament, uh, snapping, uh, th things like that are, are challenges. Yeah. Um, how how did you how did you um, keep your motivation? Because often people will suffer injuries like that, and that'll be like the uh, the nail in the coffin for them in terms of yeah mm, yeah yeah. You 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 need people. You you need people to support you. And I I I actually when that happened, it was a long long time ago. 
when it did happen, I, I did pull back and I, I, I thought, because it was, it was, it was so bad, I, I just didn't think there was a way back in. And um, it was actually like somebody making a phone call and saying, come on, let's, let, let's have you down here. <coughs> let's, um, let, let's, let's watch some training. Let's, uh, let's get you involved. Come on. And, you know, again, I sort of feeling sorry for yourself, I suppose. Um, but if you've got people that are, that really care and, and, and don't want to see you, you know, in that situation, you know, um, suffering, um, then that, that, that's great. You know, people that will come and knock on your door and say, come on, get your stuff, let's go. Um, because I, th I think it's, it is very hard um, to, to be completely um, self-motivating. I think, I think the best of us, <coughs> excuse me, the best of us can have some really bad, bad days. And, and you, if you've got good people around you, and that's that for me that's that's really important like um that like for example the jks is is about support so if someone's going through a hard time uh, we'd want to know about it and we'd want to be able to, to help because it's a collective every everyone's doing the same thing so um yeah be be, be, be kind be be kind and generous to people great um and as a uh as a karate, how's your understanding of karate changed over over your your journey? Um, the, I'm not very good with uh, with timeline, but because um, I forget how old I am sometimes, and when I, when I see it written down, I get a bit scared. <laughs> That's not right. <laughs> Nobody's that old. Um, so quite quite a long time ago. Well, way 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 back when, I wanted to, I I wanted to kick people in the head. Yeah. So I thought that was cool, but I definitely wanted to be able to look after myself. I wanted to be able to defend myself. I wanted to. I was really interested in boxing. I was a member of a boxing uh, club back in the day. Uh, I just absolutely loved that. Um, and sort of, sort of being involved in, in, in how and in beating people, you know, mm. um, punching people and kicking people. Okay, but you know, there's 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 a, a period in in your life, or well, there was a period in my life where I can't quite identify when it was, but that desperation to want to fight for the sake of fighting, for the sake of being involved with kicking and punching someone, um, it kind of just swapped over. It, it kind of there was a sort of grey area where I, I, I started to look and see there was so much more to karate than than just uh, just winning and losing. Um, so I, I can't identify exactly when it was, but there was definitely a, a time when I, I passed through a stage of, you know, almost angry training uh, and then becoming much, uh, much more at peace with, with how, with, with the training. It was exactly the same, you know, exactly the same training, 
but there was a different reason for doing it and and that 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 was that was really good for me because it, it made me a lot more mellow as a person absolutely um you know um i, I find that in karate there's there's often quite a strong divide between people who value competitive karate and then people who see themselves as more tradition traditionalists and mm. you know it's like they, they can't really see much value in it how, how about yourself you've, you've done both do you see a value in the competitive side of the the sport as a whole yeah um i i i i like to follow the, the the headquarters the the JKS headquarters sort of system, mm -hmm. which um, has this uh, if if you, if you anybody knows anything about the um, uh, the the JKF uh, national team so the, the Japan national team it's is very heavily uh, populated by JKS members. Um, and that, you know, in, in, in the Kumite sense, and if you were to think that that's what they did, that's all they did, then you'd be sorely mistaken because their ability technically uh, to perform karate in, in, the, in the holistic sense of being able to perform kihon, so kihon and kata, not just Kumite, they can do everything. So it seems to be there's this line that you can follow where you can, or, or you have to do kihon and kata, but you can also go off on a tangent and become extremely good at, uh, at kumite. So and in a very modern sense as well. So I, I, th I, I think if, if you take that sort of, um, uh, you know, like, the, like the headquarters set up, and try and replicate that, which is what I like to think that we're trying to do in England, is replicating, because if the Japanese can do it, why can't we do it? Yeah. I, I would like to think that we can produce the best fighters in the country. And we've got great coaches that, that, that are actively trying to do that and doing it. Um, but also um, that we can, we can have a really solid base in the fact that everybody's karate can keep on going. So the circle never finishes. And if you're not competing, then you can still be involved in karate and still be training. So yeah, I mean, there's, there's a great value in competitive, in competitive karate. And, and I don't, for me, there's no such thing as traditional. Um, there's, there's the way we used to do it and there's the way we're doing it now and there's the way we'll be doing it in the future is it's, it's evolution yeah everything evolves and uh, if, if, if people think that um traditional karate or traditional competitive karate is is um better and we should stay with that then that that's like saying well I, I'll, I'll keep driving my uh my uh, my mini and you can go on and, and progress on your Ferrari. Good luck to you. Well, I know which one I'd want. <laughs> awesome. Um, okay, moving on to present day. Um, last couple of questions. Um, you're the head of JKS England, which is 
you know, a large organization. And um, what are you, what, what motivates you to, to take on that, that role? Cause it's a, it's a big responsibility. Yes. Well, I mean, there, there was a period of time when we had a chance in, in our organization to, to build, um, and to become really, really strong. But there was, there was a thing about keeping people down, uh, suppressing people and, um, just not giving people the, 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 the opportunity and the, the avenues to, to help and, and to, to, to help to build for the sake of wanting to help them to build. Um, and that, that led me to leave uh, the organization because I just didn't believe in, in how it was, how it was uh, being run and how, how stifling it was. And, um, uh, yeah, it was, it's just, you know, without getting into anything, it was, it was, uh, I, I had to go, uh, I, I couldn't, I couldn't breathe anymore. Um, so I, I, I became independent and my mantra to my students as I was building my club and then to basically a, a small association uh, was, um, I will give you the opportunities um, but you have to put the work in and that's what we did. So my motivation was opportunity, give people the opportunities. If there's anything they need, then they should get it. And the organization should do everything and the members of that organization should do everything to support that. Um, and when I'd uh, come into the, the, well, when the JKS was being uh, established, um, I took that uh, ideal and my sort of spirit of that, and I just, I, I implemented it into a, what was becoming and is now a large organization, but I still think that that is the key to everything for me is, is opportunity. Um, so if, if people want to do something, then they, sh they should be allowed to do it. And we, as, as the group, um, should facilitate that for them. So no, no one gets left behind. Yeah, that's fantastic. Um, okay, one last question for you. Um, what is your, um, what's the achievement in karate you're most proud of? Um, I th think I'm probably going to go back to when I was independent, uh, for about five years and I built a group of, um, students, which is probably about 15 to 20 of what you would call hardcore, um, seniors, you know, they were young, they were very young. Uh, there was, you know, between sort of 16 and. 20 um who i took around and we, we i put them into competitions all over the place um internationally everything mm. and um they it wasn't the success they that they had that was the the, the best thing that i ever achieved 
but it was the unity that they had. So the, 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 the support structure that they, they gave each other um, and the fact that to this day, I will get a phone call. Uh, I've had several phone calls throughout this uh, lockdown, um, COVID-19 lockdown that we had um, from ex-students uh, asking how I am. Um, from that time, uh, they all went off, you know, did their thing. They went to university and things like that. They, they all got sort of good jobs and they all did good stuff. Um, and they, they, they speak to me and, uh, you know, now and they say that still they, they make decisions which relate back to when they were training. So their lifestyle choices now were influenced by what they did back then. And I, th I think that's that's it for me. That that's that's one of my greatest successes. I think. Yeah, that's brilliant. That's exactly what a coach should be doing, and what you've done. That's great. Um, I've actually got one more question. I think. Um, so what what's next for Alan Campbell Sensei, Seventh Dan, J.K. England, Headmaster? What's your what's your personal goals for your karate um, to get better um, I, I've, I've had a, a few niggles <laughs> um, and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm over that now and I just really want to get back to training uh, and th there's there's things I want to work on there's things I've missed um, that, that I that, that were taken like things that are taken away from you, like like having a, a, a like a hip injury, um, took away the one of the things I loved to do, which I said was kicking people in the head. Yeah, um, and I mean that in the most respectful way to anybody. <laughs> but when 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 that's taken away from you, it's uh, you know it's it, 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 that's part of you taken away. But then. Once you have a procedure and uh, things come good, and you think, wait a minute, I can kick people in the head again. And I, I, I want to work on it. I want to work on different ways of, uh, of, of, of doing that with managing, you know, this sort of, this thing that's been given back to me, um, which I've, I've lost for a few years. So, uh, get, you know, generally getting better, um, uh, trying to trying to study a little bit more uh, deeply, I suppose, um, trying taking responsibility for um, for for passing on information that that comes from the headquarters. So, like high level instruction. So it, it, for me, it's not about making shapes anymore. I need, I, I, and, and for quite a long time, I suppose, I, I've needed to know how things work, why things work, um, and you know, making shapes is is, is no good, um, no good for me, and no good for passing on to any any seniors that we that we have. Um, and you never know, maybe maybe it's done might be something in a few years' time. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Uh, Alan Sensei, thanks so much for being with us on the podcast today. It's been a real pleasure 
talking to you and hearing about your journey in karate so far. Wish you all the best for everything to come. Awesome. Oh, thanks, Ben. Good luck with everything. Thank you.